Yo, welcome back to that guy show podcast brought to you by Wise Fools Media. I'm William. My name's Matt. That guy show is a podcast for men, about men, by men, with men, as men. Amen. See what I did there? I did. Amen. Amen. Matt, what's up, dude? How's it going, Will? I'm okay. You okay? Just okay. Just okay. We okay. keep having so much trouble with our technology. Yeah, we just lost another podcast. We did two amazing podcasts you'll never hear because it said it was recording, but in fact was not. It was crazy, and not even Apple knows what happened. No, I was on the phone with them for three hours. Now, they were amazing on the phone. Like, they went through it. It was just... The problem is, is that when you look at the software, and they were even like viewing my screen, when you look at it, it looks normal. Like it looks like everything is totally fine. And then out of nowhere, when you press play, like it'll be like playing the audio and it'll just stop. But looking at it on the screen, all the waveforms are still there. Yeah. So the guy was like, whoa. And I was like, I know. I've even looked it up online and nobody else is having this issue. Like nobody. It was frustrating. You probably get good customer service because I feel like when I'm the only one having a problem, people are very interested. Oh, he, like he oh, gave me wow. his not his personal number, but like his extension, his email address, like his work email address. Lots of he's like, let me know if it happens again. Just you know, we've got this. I'm not closing this case. Um, I had another issue. He also fixed for me. So now we're recording in Logic instead of GarageBand finally. And the issue that we were having before was we were recording in GarageBand. So who knows what the real issue is? But anyway, Ben. Because we know you listen to the show now. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. You rock. Anyway, so are you excited about the summer? I, I'm i excited to get back to like cutting grass. I hate cutting it's, grass. I, I know you do, but I'm that's what I'm excited about. I mean, I haven't cut grass in years, so it's hard to really remember what it was like, but I, I'm glad I don't have to do it <laughs> yeah. on a regular. No, I'm excited. Are you excited about summer? I'm excited about it. I don't like the actual heat of summer, so that I'm not Oh, that's the worst about. part of summer. I um, like it warm during the day. I just wish at night, like if it was like desert life, where at night you had to put like a sweatshirt on and some oh, sweatpants, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be so, so cool. nice because I sleep hot. Yeah, like in Arizona, it was like that. The day as I was, I was there, it was hot during the day. You had like shorts, t-shirts, but it was legitimately like cool in the yeah, afternoon. absolutely. Whew, it was nice. Are you doing anything this summer? Um... Besides preparing for my wife to give birth, because that's happening this summer. Yeah, well, it is. It, it could ha- Wait, first of all. It might happen like in early August, but it could happen late July. You know, we haven't talked about this yet on the show. So congratulations, Matt. Is, <laughs> and his, his wife is, is, is Prego. Yeah. Um, so this is awesome, dude. Yeah. So we've been so far so good. You know, uh, it's a little worrisome sometimes, you know, and I think we talked a little bit about that when we talked about the miscarriage podcast and no, we definitely talked about yeah, that. So yeah. So it's just kind of like one of those things. Actually, when we did that podcast, uh, I knew that we had just found out Yeah. that, and I didn't know. No, you yet. didn't. Well, I mean, we just found out and I, I think it was confirmed by a blood test, but it was still like one of those things we were like still processing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just so like nervous about everything, you know, like she starts having cramps and like she's got gas or her stomach hurts. And it's like, we're just wigging out about it, you know, like is baby okay, it's you know. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Like, so we've been to the doctor at least a couple of times already. Um, un- unnecessarily. Not unnecessarily, but no, we just sort of showed up. Definitely necessarily. Like, just thank God nothing happened. Yeah. Like, right? It was just gas pains. But yeah. I think in the situation when you do suffer from or go through that, 
like we talked about this, like I'm going to be a nervous wreck if we're even able to get pregnant again. Yeah. If we get pregnant again, I mean, I, yeah. I'm with you. You'll be nervous. It's going to be crazy. But anyway, so um, looking forward to some of that. Yeah. Um, and um, we're going to find out baby's gender um, coming up here in next week. Are you doing a reveal party? Um, I don't know. We don't really know. I want to do a crawfish boil again just because I'll probably never have a crawfish boil unless there's a reason to. Yeah. Because I don't really boil the crawfish. I just get other people to do it for yeah. me. But Last one was fun. Yeah. So, um, and then now that we live in, I mean, this sounds weird, but like now that we live in such like a um, digital world, yeah, like our kids are going to like be looking, like we used to look through old picture albums to find out about like oh, yeah. our first birthday party. They're going to be like searching Facebook and stuff and trying to find like stuff about themselves and all that. And I just, I think, um, I don't want, I, I feel weird if like, you know, later on in life, kids like, where was my crawfish boil? Did y'all have one for me? Right. But I'm really just using that as an excuse because I just want another crawfish boil. Yeah. And my wife doesn't like lots of people like around in the same room or talking to her at the same time. So, so crawfish boil is like outside. and Right, right. But it's still like a bunch of people at our house. So it's just stressful. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to leverage that. She can get over it. I mean, what, is she pregnant? I know, right? Come on. Um, um, but... Anyway, so yeah, so I'm looking. I'm, I'm hoping to do a crawfish boil, but I don't know if we're gonna do it like as like this big giant gender reveal party. We were talking about just like telling people and then having a crawfish boil. I mean, I guess you call it like a baby shower crawfish boil or something. I don't I know. I guess so. But I was thinking we had this plan of like doing a crawfish boil, inviting people, and then just sort of having like a random reveal in there, but not telling people that's what it was. I don't know. Who knows what we're gonna do? We don't even know what we're gonna I think do. Reveal half the time. parties are stupid. All I know is last time she told me, um, yeah, like, we're not going to find out. You know, we're not going to find out the sex of the baby. Definitely not. It's like like getting an alt or getting the ultrasound. <laughs> okay, so do you want to know? And my wife goes, yes, we want to know. And I was like, you just said, like, <laughs> right before we walked in the room, she's like, no matter what, don't you cave. I'm like, okay, no problem. We walk in the room. You want to know what the gender? And I say, no. I was like, no, we don't want to. He goes, sorry, I got to hear it from her, not you. And my wife goes, what? That's bullshit. He's like, you pretty much don't matter here. You're just allowed here by extension. And then she's just like, yeah, I want to know. Sorry, honey. Change my mind. And I'm like, why did you was your idea? Like, I don't even care. <laughs> so this funny. Is crazy. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So looking forward to all that. Are we about to do some uh, 3OC yeah, up dude. in here? Let's do some 3OC. I think that's going to be our new hashtag. Hashtag 3OC. I, I really need like... Uh... I need, I need like a good, good hashtag. Like three OC, thirty seconds of controversy. I think that's what it's going to be called. So okay, thirty seconds of controversy. Um, I got the timer set. Um, do we? Should we be honest about this though? No. Okay. <laughs> People don't want honesty, Will. They want show business. This is about entertainment, Will. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I need to find a good... Um... So he's going to have a timer. Uh, me and Will will argue uh, a topic. We'll take, we're will take. we taking different sides. That's the weirdest alarm ever. That, no. no. Why? Where are you getting these weird sounds from? It's like old school. You don't have just like a, a ring? A, a bell? 
That's a good one. That's a good that, one. That, that, that one's cute. There okay. you go. It's a nice, cute way to end a heated debate about some topic that means uh, so much. Is okay. is definitely we only choose extremely important topics that you should take a stance on and fight to the death about. All right, um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna start the timer as soon as I ask the question. Crumple or fold? I prefer to crumple. <laughs> First of all, if you crumple a toilet paper, you run the risk of making a mess. And you have no idea where the heavy part of the toilet paper is or the light part. No. It's just messy. If you fold, you're like a Neanderthal. It's almost like you're just rubbing, like, there's just like a, a thin sheet that's just your hand going up the butt crack. No, well, you, that's stupid. You, know, you double fold. Well, you, you, you fold can, it. Yeah, you that's can the double, triple fold, but that's stupid. But why don't you, like, quadruple thousand fold which is really just a crumble you might as well just wipe your butt with some paper but you're gonna crumple you can't start sanding wood with the finest grit of a fold no you have to use something really rough and so do you start so you end up with a fold the last wipe is a fold for you never because i never need to get that far because the crumble works so well crumble is garbage no crumble's not garbage it's, it's the dangerous. Best way. You, probably allows... get, you probably get poo all over your hands. I want to never... test. Your, I want to test your hands. You can test my hand right now. the The, hand, the test is a lick test. <laughs> I'm gonna pour some acid <laughs> on your hand just to see. No, so you have to crumble. You can't fold. That's the bottom line. This is garbage. No, you're it... garbage. I feel like that timer was a little long. Will it wasn't? It was thirty seconds. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I wasn't really sure what. <laughs> Oh, good job. Kind of, I kind of left it loud for you. Yeah. All right. Explain under or around. Let's play. Oh, well, when you first put that as a 30 seconds of controversy, I was like, that's not that controversial. So I then said, you know, maybe I should bring this up. But it's a little embarrassing, uh, be quite All right. honest. All right. Don't be a man. Don't bring it up. Wow. You're embarrassed by it. Okay. Don't worry about it. So anyway, one of the best things about listening to a podcast is watching people just share all of those intimate details that... Most people keep secrets. So one of these is I was like in college and um, a bunch of dudes were talking about like how they wipe themselves. Right. Yeah. And not crumple or fold, but just like methodologies, I guess. Um, And I don't even know how it came up, quite honestly. Um, But I think somebody said that they don't uh, they don't wipe under. You know what I mean? Like when you're like seated, (laughs) like wipe like underneath. You know what I'm talking about? Like you just reach. You just reach down, like between, like you don't stand, you don't get up and like wipe your butt. You okay, just sit okay. there, like front to back, back to front. You're talking about back to front. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just like reach underneath and wipe. No, what do you do? Move, 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 move the bowels, not bowels, but the bowels. <laughs> you, you, what? Yeah, you just, you just reach your arm like underneath and you just wipe underneath. Or you're an around guy. You wipe around. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely front to back. So you actually like you actually reach your arm around your body. You just you lift the cheek, or do you stand? You're a standing wiper. No, because then your butt cheeks squish it all. So you just you just rotate to one side and you go around. That's correct. So that is the around. Uh, under is to go between the legs. Turns out most people go under, and I never even heard of this. I have, no, most oh, people do not go under. Dude, we we had a very vast because it became this big controversy and everyone was arguing. Now, by I say big controversy, I mean it was just we had nothing to do on a day. You know, we were just talking about whatever. But everyone started to be. What do you do asked. if you have like a really slick surface and you go too fast and it's like all over your junk? I don't think that's ever happened because you don't have to wipe towards yourself. You can just you just kind of like wipe in there. And just let it go into the gar into the toilet. Why are we talking about this? 
All we have too many women listeners to have this conversation. I mean, it sounds like. I mean, are you an around guy or an under guy? Well, I was an I was an around guy for about nineteen years, and then, and, and then I never even tried it. I was like, this does does that even work? Oh my gosh, it's a game changer, dude! I guarantee you, you wipe under for a week, you'll never go back. It's dude, it's yeah, we're way this, easier no, than you think. No. Okay, well, you do it for a week, and then you tell me, you tell me I'm wrong, because you can't knock it till you try it. You can't knock it till you try. Uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. I'll do it for a week. All right. A week straight. Now, granted, I uh, I also broke my arm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to wipe under? No. I also broke my arm when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. And I can't straighten my arm out. So, um, <laughs> you know, wiping was always difficult. I started doing it with my left hand because going around was more hard because, I mean, I couldn't straighten my arm out. Yeah. So I have limited mobility in my right arm. So I use my left hand for a lot of stuff now, but so but un- wipe but under was wipe way right? well under was way easier. I could do that with my right hand. I wasn't even close to a problem. It's it's you, everything have, is way more accessible. So do you have to stand up? No, dude. You just do you need me to give you like a demonstration on how to on how to wipe? Dude, my toilet is a small toilet. You you may have a small and but even on small toilets, I still find it's easier than around. So like you put your hand like in the toilet bowl. To get to I the mean, area. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And so in a public restroom where, like, God knows who has crapped all over the place. You would never, you don't touch anything. There's no touching. But there's potential for touching because you're going into, like, there's the, the, the porcelain bowl of I guess, crap. I guess, I guess there are some old toilets in the world that may have, like, high water like or a, something. Like a porta john or a porta potty. Porta potties have, there's nothing beneath you. It's just a drop off. It's nothing but air. No, there's a You have more potential of touching the toilet seat if you're going around. You're going underneath. You, you got, you got nothing but space, man. No. <laughs> this is like, Okay, so we should, probably should have used this as our 30 seconds of controversy because we've talked about this for way too long already. But I thought you were just explaining it because you were on my side. Apparently, of normalcy. apparently, I am not on your side. No, hey, actually, I was on your side. I was on your side for 19 years. I have to say, I don't regret a single day that I that I that I went under and Please, I never went back. People, call into the show, email the show. <laughs> I didn't even realize this was going to be controversial. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Under's the way to go, man. No, it's, I'm way cleaner going under. You you there, you'd be surprised how close everything is. It's it's just right there. Just clean it off very, very thorough. I got junk in the way. I'm trying it right now. You just, you just go, you just move to one side and just go around so it. You gotta man. use two hands. Um, I mean, I, I'll going fi- around. I use one. You want hand. me to film myself next time I do it so that you'll know exactly how it, how it happens. You know how to pixelate when you edit video? <laughs> no. Then don't film it. <laughs> then don't film it. Simple as that, Matt. Simple as that. <laughs> oh mercy okay. okay talked about this way too long all right pepto-bismol in the refrigerator do you keep it in the refrigerator or do you not keep it in the refrigerator i i'm gonna say this real quick until we brought this up before the show i i would have never kept it in the refrigerator but now i'm going to okay first of all you don't do you keep nyquil in the refrigerator why would you keep nyquil you in the refrigerator dimetap in the refrigerator i don't know what that is why would you keep any medicine in the refrigerator it doesn't say to refrigerate nine times out of ten does not need to go in the ha- refrigerator nine times out of ten when you use pepto-bismol it's probably for heartburn do you know how nice it would feel going down that heated heartburn burning pain to have something nice cool first and of all the down? only time i've ever used pepto-bismol is for diarrhea 
I've never used it for heartburn. I would use it for heartburn. And now I'm actually going to start keeping my Tums in the refrigerator because that's going to feel really nice going down. That is also just as ridiculous because you're not even... Do- you're like probably the per- per- person that keeps coffee in the refrigerator, which is also stupid. I do keep coffee in the refrigerator. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me right now. Why would you not keep it in the refrigerator? It ruins your coffee. How does it, it ruin the coffee? It takes away the flavor. It's, everyone knows this. This has been proven by all of the scientists. By all of the scientists. All scientists are in 100% agreement. You never keep coffee in the refrigerator and it's ridiculous to keep pepto-bismol in the refrigerator it's too not. i keep it's, coffee in the refrigerator it's not i keep milk. pepto-bismol in the refrigerator do you keep ketchup in the refrigerator no. damn it timer <laughs> of course not anyway neither do i my wife does though i know my wife keeps all bread in the refrigerator like that's a weird oh, i do too well yeah. we don't but we would if we had but like all bread and just everything just i just start throwing it all in there who cares anymore it lasts longer i don't think it does Anyway. We're not even doing the next one. Yeah, no, we we've done too much controversy. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm already tore up. Honestly, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to survive. Oh, the next anyway. one we're gonna do is meat or cheese pizza. But really, I mean, come on, what idiot would choose cheese pizza? I agree. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> I can't even try and argue for cheese pizza because it's a waste of money. Yeah, it's just like just just get some cheesy bread. Like make your own cheese pizza. Come on, people. It's extremely rare that any any pizza place is like. Here's a deal on cheese pizza. No, here's a deal deal on like a one topping pizza. And my wife's like, I just want cheese. I'm like, but they're giving you one topping for free. Take okay, it. Get extra cheese. No. Where is the meat? Yeah. No, I I totally agree. I hate how people think. <sighs> Does your that, wife do cheese pizza? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. And so like, when the wives come on for the wives show, we'll do 30 seconds of controversy then with them or meat and cheese pizza. Yeah, we'll let them. Right, whatever. Do you fruit your pizza? Um, I do pretty much anything to a pizza because I don't fruit the pizza and that's disgusting. Pineapples do not belong in pizza. My main my main go is um, I, I like meat on my pizza, but there is a level of the meat becomes too much. Like there is such a thing as too much meat. <laughs> no, there's never too I, much meat. I feel like a piece of pizza, I should be able to hold it, one. Like I should be able to pick the thing up, even if I have to fold it a little bit in order to keep it steady, I should be able to pick that thing up. And uh, I don't like everything falling off. Like when all the cheese and meat just like fall off, like I don't like that. I do want it to sit there. Um, but don't even get me started about pizza because yeah, I mean, dude, New York people are the worst. They think they know everything about pizza and they're like, they got the lamest pizza okay. you've ever seen. So what's your favorite pizza type of pizza? What do you mean by type of pizza? Like Chicago style? Well, I'll tell New you York this. style. The best pizza I've ever had. And my wife tells me this isn't a style, but we were in Telluride in, in, uh, in Colorado. Oh, I thought that was I error. ate the most amazing pizza of my life and it was called a Detroit pizza. That's okay. my favorite pizza. Really? That's yeah, just because you're just, from. That's just because you're no, from there. I didn't even know Detroit had a style of Me pizza. Me either. I was in Telluride. I was like, "What the hell's Detroit pizza?" But it came. It was kind of like a square, yeah. and it was almost like a French. It was almost like a French bread. I mean, I don't know. There was like a. It was like a hard, crispy crust on the bottom, but it was still bready. It's but similar it wasn't to a like, deep dish, but it's different. But it's not that deep. It's not like it's not like you're eating this tons of bread. But it had like a crispy, almost garlic bread feel to it yeah. oh my gosh it was so good and we cut it up in like little squares and yeah. stuff if oh you, i love you it. guys have not had a detroit style pizza I, I i have never been to detroit i mean i'm okay first of all i was born in pontiac michigan right outside of detroit lived in detroit i'm acting all hardcore i moved when i was two but my <laughs> entire family's from michigan right like i know the music like, scene we man. moved to flint you know Moved down to Louisiana when I was five or six. But my dad like grew up. My mom grew up there. Like, wait, I never knew there was a Detroit style pizza. Y'all are from that place with the nasty water. 
yeah. with the with the lead, lead water, the lead water place. Yeah, Flint, Michigan. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Okay. I don't, don't think it was like people. that when I lived there. You sure? I, dude, no, you, I just said I don't think it was. Class action lawsuit, right? D, right here, dude. You've been you've been yeah. feeling like cloudy in the head, no. tired, tired no. at night, dreams. No. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. No, no. I've been in Louisiana for twenty years. Twenty. Oh, geez. we have we have the good oh water gosh, here. I've been, to, you'll be I've fine. been in Louisiana for twenty eight years. It's no Catskills water, but I mean, you know, it's whatever. Catskills. It's a New York joke. Whatever. Okay, so yeah, that's a weird joke. You inside joker by yourself over there. The entire Northeast knows what I meant. Okay, so I have my entire family lives in Michigan. I've never knew there was a Detroit Detroit style pizza, and come to find out, Little Caesars is the closest thing you can get to a Detroit style pizza as far as like. A regular pizza joint that you can go anywhere and get, you know. I've never seen Detroit style pizza anywhere but that one place. Me neither. And Little Caesars, I think, is from Michigan, like is originated it? Michigan, so which makes kind it's of sense. Very why they fast foody, though. I don't know. No, no, no. It is. It yeah. is. I'm not saying anything about the quality of Little Caesars because it's absolute garbage. Unless you equate it with the the cost differences. Oh then, yeah. Then it's oh, actually a really I will good pizza. eat me some. I'll eat me some Little Caesar pizza. But I mean, yeah. So little hot and ready pizza. If it's if it's fresh. Which is not really hot and ready. It's literally just came out the, the oven. By the time I get home, that pizza is really good for five bucks. For five ninety nine, you oh, can't yeah. beat it. Absolutely. But if it's been sitting there all day, I'm like, I'm glad I only paid five bucks for this. Right. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I'm glad it was only five dollars. But you if know? you paid, you know, thirteen bucks for a large, yeah, correct. You'd I've be had upset. some bad Domino's because it cost me ten or bucks for the pizza, right? So, and I'm talking about like a medium. Anyway. So yeah, Detroit style. That's funny that you had you, you said that because that's what I was going with was Detroit style wow. pizza. There's a frozen pizza at the grocery store that has a Detroit Detroit style, and it's actually pretty good. He at least didn't like it, but I did. Oh, where was it at? Which store? Uh, Win Dixie, right over here by me. What? I'll take a picture of the brand next time. Okay, do that. Because it, it sounds we'll... like they do Chicago, Detroit. They do all the different types yeah. of places. Dude, we should open up. <clears throat> we should open up a Detroit style pizza place here. I mean, I'm not going to work in it. Like, we'll have other people working it. But I'm just saying, we should open up. Because there's no, there's every kind of pizza you can think of. All these pizza places. Yeah. And they're all, like, very similar. Um, but, yeah, that was, that that really, that shook me. So, we're going to talk agree. a little bit. Just because, like, we're not in football season, but we are longing. Are we ever out of football season? Apparently not anymore. I mean, now it's just, like, everything coming up. It's like, oh, it's free agency is about to happen. Then it's, like, the draft is about to happen. And then it's, so, like. Yeah. So, this past year. You know, this podcast is based out of New Orleans area. It's not really New Orleans. But we just lost one of our favorite people. And to be honest with you, like, we're starting a new campaign. Um, me and Matt have not really been trying, but from now on, we are going to be trying. We really want to get Benjamin Watson on the show. Uh, it's definitely, it's been on the to-do list for over a year. Yeah. But we took a huge break on the podcast. We, we know that he listens and stuff. So, like, you know, Mr. Watson... Hit us up. Just, just, just email us. Have you read his book, um, front to back? <laughs> it's uh, but no, I read I read an excerpt from his book because I was on a plane and I I don't know I think I bought it like the ebook yeah and I I was I've read a bunch it was really good I liked it it was just about fatherhood and like but being he's just a man a, he's just like a good guy he really is you and, know? He, and it's like infectious like he's not right. like one of those like overly religious people that people tend to like be like oh i don't you know he seems, he, he seems to be like the good religious type yeah like people like the just, ones that actually are like loving yeah and like people just like they respect him for who he is regardless of if right. they don't share his beliefs and he's like outspoken about some political stuff too so i mean i give him that like he's, he's, he's very pro-life he's not afraid and, to, to yeah. speak he's and not so, afraid to do what he's supposed to do so you know? so we want him but he, he retired you know he made the announcement he's retiring 
and he didn't even go out the way I think he wanted to go out. Oh, it was such a rough because he had to the go appendicitis out. and couldn't play the last game or last two games. And and it was like and honestly, he could he probably would have been the difference. Well, first of all, it was it was perfectly fine that he sat out that game because we have another really good tight end yeah. and he's been playing there forever. <laughs> Ain't no Watson, but and yeah, yeah but it's like he's been there for a long time. He can catch some passes. He got out on on concussion protocol. I know. And the Saints got stuck with no tight end. I mean, we had like the backup. Yeah. The backup. Thanks, refs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, that was another ref. That was move, a no right? call ref in the beginning so, of the game. So, and I think he had a drop pass in his hands too, that that sec- that backup guy. So, yeah. I mean, that would have been the game changer right there. But anyway, besides all of that, um, yeah, we just, we've always wanted him on the show. But so, that's not what we were talking about today. Well, kind of it. Well, the point is, it's like, you know, what do you do when you like, you lose a player that like you really love, like you adore? Like, I, when, when Benjamin Watson came back to the Saints to play, I was like, Welcome back home. You know, like I really like this dude. I've always respected him. When he left, I I didn't lose any of that respect. You know, it's not like he's going out with like a bad career, right? Like he's a Super Bowl champion. You yeah. know, he's got he's, he's got his ring. I don't know if, I don't know if he has two rings or not, but like he, he he's done it. He's good. He's a hall of flame hall of famer <laughs> hall of flamer. He's a hall of famer. Um, but like he's not really, going to be on the roster next year. And like I don't, I don't know how I feel about not having him around. Right. Yeah. I don't know about him being a Hall of Famer, but that's a whole nother discussion because I really don't know what the criteria is. But I just don't feel like he's had that sort of epic type of career. Well, he's a he's a good he's he's had an awesome career. It's mainly a popularity contest, right? Well, maybe. So for, for I don't know a lot of this stuff. How many um, Pro Bowls have you been to? How many of this have you been to? But he's a really good tight end. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, he might I mean, not be first class, but he can't put his numbers up against Antonio Gates or something who played for a very long time. You know, and it's like possibly but, still playing. Who but knows? how many tight ends are there, right? Because tight end position, the way it is today, is, hasn't been around that long. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. As like the tight end, which is basically just a receiver that can block. Exactly. And maybe I'm biased because he, you know, is, was, and always will be, you know, New Orleans Saint. But I, we're losing Mark Ingram this year. Yeah, which, I mean, everyone saw that coming. I mean, they knew that was going to happen. It didn't have to happen. Well, especially when you look at the deal. I mean, I want to say what we gave uh, Latavius Murray to come and what he's getting is very little difference. I mean, I I, I forgot what it was, but somebody said there was a $500,000 gap. But I think it was more than that. But I don't know. I, I don't know the details per se. Um, I don't know if you have them up there. But I mean, it was it was not. It's so, not like he it's not like he walked away with like eight, nine, ten more million dollars than he would have got playing for the Saints, you know? So, oh, well, let's go first, go to Murray's um, Murray's offer, right? So Murray's offer, when coming to the Saints, right, is a four-year, $14 million contract. That's pretty good. But nowadays, it's a lot of that, what, what is guaranteed money? Guaranteed you, or bonuses and stuff like but that. But the guaranteed right? money is the big deal because, like, you get this big contract, you get hurt, and then that's it. You get no money. So the guaranteed money is kind of like the new thing that people want. Right. You know? So Mark Ingram gets a three-year, $15 million deal. That's a little bit more than $500. Um, yeah. 500000 Or 500000 But the three-year, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember what you said before. I don't do math. Four-year, $14 million for Murray. Four years at 14. He's getting three, 15 for three years. Gotcha. So he's he's making more per year, right? Five million more per year, or five million a year. I'm sorry, but my my point is, is like just he was such a like an infectious, like in a good way, like personality in the locker room. Um, I remember someone someone had just commented like when someone comes to the team, 
you'll get a lot of the teammates kind of being like, welcome, you know? Yeah. Um, they had mentioned that when Murray signed on, there wasn't a lot of tweets. I think that it was a more of a surprise that they weren't going to try and keep Ingram more, you know? Uh, here's my fear for Ingram is Ingram isn't the best running back in the league, right? Right. I think he's really good. Um, he's a national champion. But I do think I do think that the Heisman Trophy winner. I do think that he's also an all-around back. Absolutely. And I think for I think I think Sean Payton and Drew Brees yes. made him an all-around back. Yes. Not just with the catching, with the blocking, and knowing all the crazy so, schemes that the Saints run. Right. So I feel like he really could go. I mean, he's worth being your number one guy. But where's he going? He's going to a team that would be willing to pay you that kind of money because they're desperate. But they also have a run happy quarterback right or a running quarterback i should say which needs somebody that can run up ahead and block which he can do he can run downfield yeah. and block absolutely i don't think that's what he wants to do i i don't know what he wants so to career do. wise he's only been in the league what five years been with the saints the entire I feel time like it was longer than that but i guess maybe not so mark ingram's gonna go off my, my fear is that it's gonna it's gonna turn into a jimmy graham situation right jimmy graham is jimmy graham because of the new orleans saints what did he do in seattle I mean, he had he had he had some decent numbers his last year there, but I mean, he got hurt. Did he have Saints numbers? Oh no, but Absolutely I mean, not. but yeah, he wasn't worth the. I mean, it was we won that trade. We still win in that trade. Well, I yeah, mean, he wanted wide receiver money. He's not a wide receiver. I mean, Max Unger is a, a beast on that mm -hmm. line. Absolutely, that, that made all the difference for us. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it, the Saints have many times proven that they can get rid of people. And they can fill the gaps, but sometimes, Absolutely. but sometimes you can't. Like Sproles, we never filled the Sproles gap until we got Kamara. Once we got Kamara, that was the what we were missing I, because I, I we agree. found that success with Sproles um, that we that we wanted to, you know, just like Graham. Like he had that success success yeah. with Graham. Like I don't know why we got rid of Sproles, man. Well, every we everyone in New Orleans is still bitter about that because we love. I don't know why we loved them so much. But all of of all the deals you make, I mean, you're not gonna win them all, right? Yeah. I mean, like look at Apple, like Eli Apple, right? Everybody thought he was a bust. What the hell were we doing picking Apple to be on the team? He did pretty good this past no, year. No, he did great. You know? I mean, like, he he was what we needed to get to in the playoffs. Absolutely. You know? Um. So my fear is like, look at all the all the greats that we did have. Like Reggie Bush was a really good running back until he left the Saints. Well, right. And he bounced around a lot and didn't do much afterwards. Jimmy Graham was a great tight end until he left the Saints. And I think he's just kind of an average tight end now. You know, above average, you know, but he's he's not putting up numbers like he did with the Saints, right? Right. I think I think the Saints encourage an atmosphere of I know everything is always all about Drew Brees. Right. But Drew Brees is not all about Drew Brees, which is what I make is what I think makes our team so special is even though everybody else might be all about Drew Brees, because he's not and in the locker room, he's all about lifting up other players and allowing them to shine. Um, I think that reflects big time. Um, yeah. That's why Jimmy Graham always got the ball. That's why Michael Thomas always gets the ball. That's why Drew Brees doesn't – well, let me rephrase that. That's why Jimmy Graham doesn't always get the ball and why Michael Thomas doesn't always get the ball because Drew Brees can throw it to any receiver he wants to, and he does, right? right. Um, now, Michael Thomas is his favorite receiver to throw to because Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. But then this past year, Drew Brees is set to break all these records. He's yet to be league MVP, even though he should have been a couple years ago when he lost it to uh, whoever he lost it to the year we went to the Super Bowl, right? Um, I think it was Aaron Rodgers that he lost it to. No, no. The year we went to the Super Bowl, 
I think uh, Peyton Manning got it. I never actually cared about the MVP, so. But people do. Well, yeah. Well, now we care about it, apparently. Right. But Well, now we know. care about it because he doesn't have it. Yeah. You know? But this past year, one, Drew Brees doesn't have the arm he used to have. He just doesn't. He's throwing 10 or 15 yards shorter than but he's always as, thrown. As Peyton Manning has proven, you can lose your arm strength and be good enough to win a Super Bowl. Oh, Drew Brees is not a bad quarterback. But in no he's, he's still the go. He's actually getting better accuracy-wise. I mean, he's throwing a lot more shorter passes. Correct. Um, but it's getting the job done. And, now, and the question is, and this is what this is really what I this is what I think. This is what I'm super excited about. Okay. The Saints, everyone loves Taysom Hill and all that craziness. I love that Taysom craziness. Hill. What would happen? What would happen, Will, if you line up and there's three quarterbacks on the field? They've done it before. Yeah. And now you got Teddy Bridgewater that has been there this long. What happens if you got Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, and Drew Brees on the field at the same time? And we start running three quarterbacks sets. Taysom Hill can block, he can catch, he can run. Um, Teddy, I mean, we know he can run and throw. I'm assuming he can catch. But I mean, like, you don't want to get you don't want to get them hurt, but at the same time, you only got them, you know, use them. I mean, who knows what the the world is our oyster at this point. Cause not, I mean, not too many people have two, like the, the Philadelphia proved that you can have two starting caliber quarterbacks on your team and it can make the difference of you being successful and not successful. Yeah. And so I want to, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about Teddy being coming back to the Saints. I don't know if the deal's actually signed, but it looks like it is. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I know he didn't shine. He had one game. He got the play. Um, it was like the throwaway game at the end of the year. Yeah. Because we had clinched everything. But, um, you know, people, you know, but it, you know, it is what it is. It was a mixed bag. He didn't have all the starters. Um, everyone sort of knew it was like a not important game and, he tried hard, and so he didn't do anything super impressive. Let's put it that way. Right. And so I don't think I think a lot of people. I heard a lot of sort of not like criticism, but just sort of like, well, is he really? Because I mean, the idea is that he could take over for Drew Brees one day. He could be our next quarterback, and he's certainly proven he can take a team to the the playoffs. Absolutely. And um, we're never going to get like a Drew Brees again, you know. And Teddy's just a different type of quarterback. So I'm excited about it. I think it'll work. Um, so who knows? But can you just imagine, man, three quarterbacks on the field or just rotating three quarterbacks? Like, just who knows what? The, I mean, it would be like a whole other team. Like, Absolutely. Everything you have planned for Drew Brees is nothing if Taysom Hill or Teddy Bridgewater are in the game. Can you imagine running an option? Dude. Just imagine running an option. Teddy, forget Drew Brees for a while. Love you, love you, Drew Brees. But like, can you imagine... Teddy running an option, running out option route with Taysom Hill and and Kamara. Like the three of them are in a type of option. Like who would you even cover? Like you wouldn't even know what to do. Well, this is what I keep waiting for that Saints didn't do last year is you throw Breeze out wide like they did last year. Yeah, they do that. Uh, Yeah. But now you talk about running the option, right? They throw Breeze out. They throw Breeze out wide, which means one random player has to go stand over there. But they stand over there for a very short period of time, right? Right. So if you have Teddy looking, like if Breeze is on the left side of the field, you have Teddy Teddy looking right, and Breeze doesn't move. He just stands there. And all of a sudden, Teddy turns around and throws the ball to Breeze. It would be pretty amazing. But And I then think, Breeze can go take the long ball with no one in the middle. But you, know? you noticed last year, I don't think they ever took any risk with Breeze. They would line him up on the end, and he never moved. Like they hiked the ball, didn't. he didn't even move. He just stood there. But what if this is a be- long play? 
I, but that's my point. Oh, there's the long. This it's is the, the long pink. play, right? Because well, it'll be the Super Bowl long play. I think that's what it was. That was. I think I'm you're not right joking, too. Because no, Peyton the, is not gonna. His first Super Bowl appearance ever as a head coach, onside, onside yes, kicks. Yes. Second half, he is not. He's gonna show himself up. I remember running through a stranger's house that I didn't really know <laughs> to go find this other dude from Louisiana, and we just hugged each other and started jumping up and down. Yeah, like it was. It was weird, but not weird. So. When that happened, we we're just like, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, you know, it's one of those hero zero moments. Because if it didn't work, it was like Peyton was the worst coach ever. And if it did work, he was like the best coach Correct. ever. Which is so funny because you, you look at like Pete Carroll, right? With when they lost um, against Patriots because they didn't run the ball, oh, and it's the, like the infamous. If they would have made it in the end zone right there, it'd have been great. But the fact that they didn't, he it, it goes down to like a huge blemish, right? Marshawn Lynch is pissed. Everybody's pissed. I agree with you one hundred percent. It's yeah. a it's a make or break. So I'm I'm going through some news articles <laughs> on uh, just various sites. This is from the Miami Herald, um, and this guy's writing about Teddy Bridgewater, right? Right, and I think Bridgewater's from Miami because they oh, kind of yeah. mention him playing for his home team. And the first thing in this, when Bridgewater's not going back to Miami or is is going to go back to New Orleans and not go to Miami, the article starts off with, this is not a loss, which I, I just think you're trying so hard right now, buddy. Well, when you make it, it when you loss. make a move to to attract a backup quarterback to be your starter. More than he once. basically says no More twice. More than once, yeah. And he's a hometown. Yeah. Oh, it's not beyond a loss. It's embarrassing. He goes, I know it. I know it feels like one right now. I know there's panic in some circles because the Miami Dolphins don't have a starting quarterback and starting quarterback candidate Teddy Bridgewater on Thursday decided to pass on the opportunity. Just want to let you guys know, Miami, you haven't had a real starting quarterback in years. I think you haven't had one since. Um, um, oh, my gosh. Dan Marino. Dan laces out. Laces out. So Bridgewater decides to sign with the Saints. Right. And I think he's signing just a one year deal. It, but but this is the thing like this is how this is how bitter Miami is right this guy of course he doesn't think it's a loss so it's no big deal to him right but he goes Teddy Bridgewater signing a one deal one year deal to be backup quarterback riding the pine behind Drew Brees being more attractive to him than playing every week for his hometown team um, evidently your hometown team sucks evidently your locker room sucks evidently your coaching staff your front office is not that great when you come to New Orleans. You are welcome, and you are family. Every visitor, right? Unless you're from Atlanta. Like I did like how on on Twitter, on not on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, uh, when Mark Ingram, you know, posted some stuff about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I mean, you're always gonna get people saying some junk or whatever, but uh, dude, it was just like nothing but just like New Orleans people being, "Thank you, Mark. Have you know, best of luck to you. We love you." You know, New Orleans is always your home. I mean, it's like, but that's just how we are as a people in yes, general. You exactly. know, um, most most cities and fans, it's like, you know, it's just like you you cut you cut ties. Now, granted, if he went to the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, that's probably the only team that I feel like is unredeemable. But it's hard to really make that argument, given that. You know, one of the number one talk show hosts uh, here <laughs> in Louisiana is an old quarterback from the Saints who went and played for Atlanta. So, I mean, apparently you can be forgiven for even the greatest travesties. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll say this, that Bobby Hebert going to Atlanta is the last time I think it's ever happened, right? 
Oh no, I mean, we, we had the at kicker, least he though, right? was le- legitimately Cajun though. So I mean, be- you knew he like he was like in his blood. So it was like he well, really is like he even from admits here. it was a, it was an agent deal. Like I think his agent convinced him to go and stuff like that. And of course, we weren't that big of a rivalry then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are now. So now it seems like absurd. I don't think it would happen. Um, but you're right. Like Mark Ingram, I'm on his Twitter right now, and uh, you know Alvin Kamara. Is, yeah, sending all is, the pictures of you know him. wishing him the best like they were like inseparable in the thing you know um in the locker room i i think that mark ingram is making a, the best decision he can possibly make for his family financially and everything like that um i really hope that this lasts for his career cuz a lot of times i feel like when you leave the saints in the saints locker room and the atmosphere that you get from the home field advantage, from the fans that you have, and you go to another city, I don't think it's. Yeah, well, some I don't of think them, it carries. Yeah, some of them, it's it's rough, man. It's it's very different, you know. And I, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. But I, I do, th- I will say though, free agency as a whole. I remember growing up. I mean, you had the same players on your team for like ever, and like your team didn't change that much. Now three years can go by, and you can have a completely different team. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think that fantasy football saved the NFL because when free agency hit, all loyalties were gone. And there was like a real like there was a dip yeah. in, atten- in just attendance. People stopped caring as much and people started caring more about college football. They had they saw the passion in college football. It was starting to become more competitive. They were redoing the PCS a bunch of times, trying to make more competitive bowl games. And um, and I think that that fantasy football did for the fans what free agency did for the players. It made it all about you, your stats, your individual numbers. As long as you were doing good, it was good. And we started to care about that because we had fantasy football teams. So now I can watch a team. I could watch Mark Ingram have an awesome fantasy day. His team loses. Doesn't matter to me. He had an awesome day. He's like, oh, my stats are good. You know, like it's just you can have these weird anomalies. Exactly. And um, it changes the way you watch the game. And I don't. I don't hate that by any means. I'm a big fantasy football player myself. So it actually, that's why I like why, because I like being able to watch a game on a Thursday night or on a, a Monday night and care. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I don't would normally not care about the Ravens and the whatever. But if Mark Ingram's on my, uh, running on my football team, you darn sure I'm right. going to be watching that game. So we were talking about like, um, you know, like Latavius Murray's coming over and he's not getting a lot of love, especially from Saints fans. But it's not so much that he's not getting love. As much as it's, we just really, really, really love Mark Ingram, right? I think, I think, the, I think Murray is the perfect guy. Well, there, I, I'm this, really excited about yeah, him. There's this guy here that's like, hey, looking forward to, and he, you know, he calls him out on Twitter, you know, for Latavius Murray to become, you know, to come to NOLA. Um, he just said, we're just hurting because of the great Mark Ingram departing, you know, but let's not act like Latavius isn't a super talented and likable guy. Really excited to see him in black and gold. And this I, is from I had him on my fantasy team. He, at it, he had a couple of weeks where he was the main guy yeah. and he killed it like, like elite numbers. But then it would just, I don't know what the deal was in, in Minnesota. Cause then they would just randomly not run him or right. not use him. And then Cook came back. It was just weird. Well, they have fans on Twitter that are just going, they're just blowing up. This is on Saints, uh, you know, their Twitter. And when they made the announcement that Latavius Murray is coming here. And this is before Mark Ingram was even, quote, unquote, leaving, right? And this one fan's just like, welcome, Latavius, exclamation point. He says, excuse me, I burped. Uh, Don't fault us for loving our team hardcore. You are just, you are just joining the best family around, you know, who that. And it's true. Like, we are like grieving the loss 
of what's happening. You know, welcome Latavius. Give us some time to grieve the loss of Mark Ingram. You're going to fall in love with Nola and the fans. See you in August, which is so true. And uh, it's got to be hard for him to come in. But I don't think the Saints are going to pick people that aren't going to fit. Well, I've And no- if they don't fit, they're <laughs> out right away. Peyton has done that multiple times. He's passed on the better athlete yeah. on paper to pick up a guy who, for them, it's a lot about uh, character is very high up. And yeah. so if you got two guys who are close, he's going to pick the character, you know, and I don't know how they judge that, but I remember them saying that, you know, with a few different, you know, with a few different things and how they pick people, you know, because right. they really do value that, um, the sanctity, if you will, if that's the right word, but like the family atmosphere of just not the locker room, but just the whole team mentality. Like, you know, you saw what happens when you don't have that, like in Pittsburgh, just rips an entire organization down and apart. One of the most strongest organizations. You got just people talking behind their back, talking trash about the organization. You got people not showing up for work. You got just, I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, So... uh, so you tell me though. Okay. Are you are you on the are you on the Cleveland Browns train? Because right uh, now people now. people feel like the Cleveland Browns are gonna be like the next best thing. I think they're gonna be the next best thing this year. I don't think they're the, I don't think they're gonna be. I don't even know if they make it to the playoffs. Quite honestly, I know Baker Mayfield's good, but let's put it this way: when you throw all your money in one or two baskets, what's ba- what happens? Coming from a team, I'll tell you, coming from a team that does not make the playoffs regularly. New Orleans Saints, since we've had Drew Brees, has not made the playoffs every single year. No. But I think every single team is afraid of us. I think once they get to the second half and they're winning, they're a little less scared, you know? Yeah. But going into that game, there's always a chance that we're going to be hot. Yeah. You know? And when we're not hot, we're not hot. I think most games we don't lose because we got beat. I think we lose because we we lost. Like we beat ourselves. I don't think any other team really just beats us. Um, I think we lose it to ourselves. We just can't cover correctly for some reason. We did fine the week before against a tougher team, and then we'll lose to a, a weaker team, you know, or vice versa, you know. But I think the Browns are just because they don't make it to the playoffs doesn't mean they're not going to be a team to be afraid of. I don't know well, about their defense yet, but I'm telling you right now. With- I mean, you got you got you got a lot of money wrapped up in one person, and 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 I just feel like when you do that, what ends up happening is you got a lot of pressure on this one person, and it's like, I mean, look at the Patriots. They've spread money around for years. They don't pay they don't pay a lot of people, and they and they coach they coach players up, and you have to do that. I mean, that's the way the Saints got good. I mean, you have to get these young talented guys. You got to get the rookies, and they're not making anything near what everyone else is making, but that's how you're able to build a team because you do have to pay your quarterback or you do have to have a few elite players on your team. And so you have a very so short the money window. At, at the Browns? Uh, is Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, they, they had, the, they just took, he was the most, he was the, the highest paid player. So and, Cleveland did pretty good last year, to be honest with you. Well, they, I wouldn't say they did good. Why wouldn't you? They didn't make the playoffs. It doesn't matter if you don't make the playoffs. They had a they didn't have a losing record. Didn't they have a losing record? They were like seven and nine. What were they the year before? Oh, you're gonna tell me that just because they weren't absolutely god awful and won zero games and they were the worst team in the league, they got the first round draft pick and they picked the best quarterback. You don't you don't imagine they're gonna win a couple games? Yeah. 
yeah, so they're they're building. So they're rebuilding. They, yeah, okay, they're rebuilding. Okay, so now they're just generally average, close to average. So they didn't have a losing season. They just didn't have a winning season. They were seven and eight. Seven, eight, and one. So they lost more games than they won. Eight, <laughs> therefore, losing season. Okay, 2017 season, 0 and 16. Yeah. Explain yourself. What do you mean explain myself? They were god awful. They were terrible. 2016 season. One Just and because somebody became season, average. 2014 season, 7 and 9. 2013, 4 and 12. 2012, 5 and 11. 2011, 4 and 12. And all of a sudden now they're winning seven games. They haven't won seven games in like 15 years. <laughs> well, we'll see. We shall see. They won seven games and they tied one. You better hope you got some somebody. You got to have a defensive line, an offensive line. You better you better spread some money around. Let's, I don't, let's I don't. see who they played. Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. Saints. Jets, Raiders, Ravens, Chargers, Buccaneers, Steelers, Chiefs, Falcons, Bengals, Texans, Panthers, Broncos, Bengals, Ravens. They had a pretty, a pretty okay, tough, you know, tough season that year. Yeah. Well, we'll see. They did good. Let's see what the standings were. We Cleveland Browns finished uh, third. Um, the Ravens they did not finish. If they didn't, they did not finish third in their division. Yeah. Yeah, in their division, it was only a couple teams in it. Yeah, but this is the first year that Pittsburgh and the Ravens were scared. I don't think they were scared. I think they were just like a normal football team. They were just average. They were just straight up average across the board. Not when you're used to like always. They were like Miami Dolphins. That's who they were. They became the Miami Dolphins. Thank you. You're just a normal average team. You're by no means good. But you're at least average. So pat yourself on the back. <laughs> You're not complete garbage. No, I don't think so. So they were 0-0-1 when they came to the Saints. Then they lost, right? But they beat the Jets. They lost to the Raiders by three points. And you're just kind of like, the Raiders, really? You know? But they beat the Ravens, 9-12. to You excited about the... You don't think the, the, the Raiders with uh, Antonio Brown are going gonna, are gonna to tear it up this year? No, I don't think the Raiders are going to. I, th I actually thought they were going to do something, but no. I think the Raiders beat the Cleveland Browns. They play If they play in the regular season, which I don't even know, they could be in the same division for all I know. All I know is I'm going to pick it now. Ravens, I'm not Ravens, Raiders over Cleveland. Okay, now I, I think the Browns are going to do okay. I think they're just missing that, that elite high level. Anyway, we we're by no means sports analysts, but all I'm gonna say is we're we're no different than every other sports analyst. Just because I don't wow. know a thousand statistics from 15 years ago doesn't mean I don't have an opinion on the sport. Because all they're doing is giving opinions. Well, I do think that I I do think that there is a there is a family atmosphere in New Orleans that is different than not all the teams, but most of the yeah. teams. Do you think Tom Brady's the greatest of all time? I think he is. I think he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's the greatest quarterback of all time because of Tom Brady or because of the situation he was placed in with the team and everything like that? I think it all goes together, yeah. I mean, you, you got a coach and you got the team. and But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, you win or exactly. you lose. But there's people out there that think he's the greatest of all, team, all time. No matter where he would play, he would have been the greatest. And well, I, I highly disagree. But you could, he could have gotten hurt and never played a game. He could have had this first game, his first play out of scrimmage, he could have tore his shoulder yeah. and never played another game. I mean, there's a lot of factors but I think being on a smart team... Because I'm not anti-Brady. I actually like Tom Brady. I think he's really good, and I'm a Tom Brady fan. 
what I don't like is how the media and these sports analysts and these people that are supposed to be like the end all be all when it comes to sports knowledge put him on this pedestal that he oh my gosh he is they, by himself the greatest oh, which I don't agree but with they, they have to, I don't know why but they, I feel like there's always one quarterback that they just literally are like in love with like Brett Favre was like that like I wanted to vomit in my mouth I couldn't even listen to audio if Brett Favre still to this day if Brett Favre is even in the stadium they will spend 15 minutes just talking about how great he is. Like, they'll just be like, look at Brett Favre. Oh, look at his wife. Isn't his, they're just so lovely. Or like, oh, you know, I was talking to Brett the other day down at the golf course. And he said, and it's like, shut up. No one cares about stupid Brett Favre. I hate, I just, why, like, I have why, not, why do you not like Brett Favre? No, I don't, I don't care about Brett Favre. I'm just, I hate the fact that announcers will spend hours just talking about him. Like he's the greatest, like they just have man crushes on him and they just, they're not talking about football. They're just like, Oh, I saw him the other day. You know, he was, uh, he was at this concert and he's, you know what, you know, Brett Favre thinks that, uh, and he's like, no, I don't care. Like, and they would, they, but they fixated on him every, no matter where he was playing, when he, when he was playing at Minnesota, they fixated on, they talk about about him constantly and it was just like why like i don't even know they run out of things to say and that, that's another thing and they just, there, there wasn't a single game that i've ever watched with jimmy graham in it that they didn't mention that he was a basketball player in college <laughs> they just keep saying the same thing over <laughs> that's over. what they were saying you know what i hate is like when when people say like things that are like really personal about people you know like oh uh like i was watching a game once i was like yeah his uh his mother um, abandoned him when he was a kid. He was in and out of foster. And one time she set him on fire with gasoline. Uh, he's really come a long way. You know, like those like sideline reporters say the crap like that. And yeah. you're like, dude, like you don't need to reveal like intimate, terrible things about this dude's past. Like he's just a football player now. You don't need to be bringing up like his drama with his parents. Like, well, it's helped make him the man he is today. Okay. Like that's more of like a 30 for 30. That's some kind of like interview you do with him where he gives you permission and he'll discuss things in his life. But like you're sitting on the, the the field and you're just bring you're like literally bringing up drama. He was arrested in 03 for possession with a, and you're like, dude, like that was 12 years ago. Like yeah. let it go, man. Like these is this like talk about football. So what did you think about um Will Lutz getting a 5-year, 25 million dollar deal? Do you think a kicker's worth 5 million dollars a year? I think a kicker that actually makes field goals Yes. Problem is the 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 Justin Tucker thing. Every now and then supernatural events occur yeah. and you don't know why, but somebody just misses a kick. But I think having that consistent person, I mean, how many games have the Saints won? We went to the freaking Super Bowl with a field goal kick. Like let's I mean, you you don't have a field goal kicker which we we had that a few years. We just didn't have a consistent reliable kicker and it really affected us i agree so i i think that i think we tested him out he's good to go he's 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 probably got he's probably the whole package it's just crazy to me that you don't see that kind of numbers for kickers anymore well they're talking about like what is he is he the highest paid kicker now i have no idea let's see highest paid you're really just typing that into your google in NFL. Are we going to talk about something else? Let's talk about something deep, Will. Do you want to? No, let's, let's just end it. I'm over this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it says Saints made, Saints made Will Lutz the highest paid kicker. Yeah. There it is. What the hell is this page? I don't know, but that's probably didn't get updated today. It looks like that website hasn't been updated <laughs> since like uh, HTML, yeah. HTML4. 
So it, it looking a little behind hey, the ball. NFL's there. highest paid players. Oh, that's March 21st. Yeah, that's right. Highest paid. It's right there ever. at the top. Oh, at the top. Yeah. Saints. Saints make Will Lutz highest paid kicker in NFL history. NFL history. Why are we good at doing that? Didn't they do that with Breeze? No, not at all. In fact, it was the other way around. They made Breeze took a pay cut after Garoppolo got the money. Garoppolo made X number of money, and it was really high. It was like in the 30 mils, and Breeze took less than that. Mm. But Breeze also restructured his contract and gave the Saints $10 more million. And that happened right before Teddy got re-signed. Actually, having the same day Will Lutz signed. But at the same time, I mean, all the Saints are doing is what they did last year, which is digging a huge asshole that's going to... That's gonna That they're hoping that after Breeze leaves, they'll be able to re- recapture. Well, it, but that's the point, though. It's like they're going to have to... Like what they're doing is they're doing like... They're, they're paying for something on a credit card is what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the year that we have to pay all that quote-unquote dead money, as it's called, we just... That year, we're just like going to be back, you know, 30 million or... 40 million less than every other team gets to spend on their team. We're going to be behind the ball that year. Yeah. So you either hope that you got like super lucky with a bunch of young players or that's just going to be a year where we don't make the playoffs. So here's some rumors. Um, By the time this airs, these will not be rumors anymore. So it's probably not even worth talking about. I, it could be a rumor. I'm just not talking about all the rumors, you know, because they're talking about restructured his contract. That's not a rumor. We know that that happened, right? Um, but Des Bryant is still on the Saints radar Freaking for 2019. Des Bryant. The is, team does, is, that, is, is that Des Bryant that said that, or is that the Saints that said that? Because I feel like that's probably more Des Bryant. They still want Des Bryant back in New Orleans. Ooh. Who is this? Bobby Belt, Texas? <laughs> He's some random dude. That's their source? <laughs> He's a field producer for the NFL Network. He does have 9,666 followers. He must be important. Maybe. He must be important. He has more tweets than followers. I guess that's most people do. So he's a Cowboys game day reporter for SB Nation. So I guess that's why he's following Dez. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have the right. It sounds to. like it sounds like Dez. I mean, I know that there are players who've had problems. They've come to the Saints and they've found that solace. But it's just like one of those things where if you put too many strong-willed people, you know, that are drama causers in a room, you end up creating drama. You know, I, yeah, and so like you can usually use one or two of those guys, and if they're willing to gel, you know, then you're good. You know, um, I feel like Antonio Brown, you know, was a kind of a guy who could who did that for years. You know, he could have caused drama. He was sort of prima donna, but he was also the best player, so it's hard to feel bad. But then as soon as he started getting upstaged by a young rookie who was doing just as good as he was, or even better, he was getting he's getting pissy. Yeah, you know, and acting like a little girl. So that's what happens. Well, one thing I've also noticed is I feel like when you come to New Orleans, not just like to visit, like when they come to the New Orleans Saints, you're getting people that are good people, and if they're not, they're gonna shape up, and if they don't, then they're out of here. I I feel like since Peyton's era, I have definitely noticed that we try and get people that are legitimate, like good people. You know, we try not to get the trash and the riffraff. Um, people that are going to help out in the community, people that are going to want to make New Orleans a home. Um, I, th- I know people were nervous when Shockey came, and I think Shockey ended up fitting the mold pretty well. You know, yeah, until he sold um, us out and you know got us our coach suspended for a year, but whatever. Whatever. Another talk for another time. Um, you know, we need Shockey's we need more we need more Kyle Turleys. Yeah, I need someone to throw a fuck 
freaking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I need someone to throw a helmet oh, yeah. across you know the field when you when you screw with Drew Brees. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, I, I love that. I have his autograph yeah. on a guitar pick. Actually. Yeah, you definitely need a few of those guys on the on the field. Everybody liked Turley. He was, I did. He did have I like liked a, him a lot. He did have a little fire, a little fire you liked about him. But it's good to get kicked. You know, you got to get kicked out every now, every now and then, just so people know, just so people know that you're you're wild. Like oh. you know, you like, like it's like almost like if people fear you enough, like dude, this dude, if you get him too riled up, he'll probably hurt you and then get kicked out and not care. Right. Like yeah. Well, we ran long. Yeah, we ran. We long. We talked about this a lot. Well, every now and then it's nice to talk about football. Well, who doesn't like football during the season? We won't talk that much about football because everyone else is talking about it. Yeah, but during off season, that's when we yeah, talk about. That's it. when we thrive. Is when it's just rumors, pickups, and nobody gets to play a game for so, months. So yeah, um, little thing that we're gonna have coming up soon. We, we've been talking with some people to come on the show. I'm really excited. Um, I think it's gonna happen. Very soon, but we need to talk about Exodus, Exodus 90. Um, so we got some guys that I know who are doing it. We're going to have them on the show soon. That'd be awesome. Um, there's just also this uh, film company, these guys that own a film company, production company that we met. Um, we're going to have them on the show soon, too. So some really interesting conversations are about to about to go down, which I'm really excited yeah, about. We, got, we also have some people, interviews lined up we've been talking about for a long time. So we're excited. We're looking forward to it. We just got some new gear that's going to make interviewing people super easy, and it we're is. so excited about that. So we're going to be able to interview more uh, remotely and stuff like that, which is going to make it so much easier. Um, but anyway, thanks for joining us. I can't wait to chat with you next time. You can find us on social media at Wisefuls Media on Instagram and Facebook. Um, visit wisefulsmedia.com for blogs and more. I know every single time we say there's blogs and there's more, and we're like, oh, just joking, there's not really blogs. Um, no. Like, there's really blogs on there now. We have a blog. We do. So I have one. Mary has one. My wife is about to start one. Matt's wife is about to start one. She's joining Wise Fools. Matt, are you going to do a blog? Sure. I'll blog it up. What do you yeah. want me to blog about? Something controversial? Like mayonnaise? <laughs> Can I blog about mayonnaise? You're not going to blog. I know you're not. I will blog. You're not going to I just blog. wrote an article for like a magazine. What magazine? Uh, For the Pentecost Today. Granted, I'm on the editorial board, so. Oh, that's a cop out. I, it's, I mean, it's. Really they were like, they were like, hey, why don't you write an article? I was like, uh, are you sure? Fine. Did you edit it? No, 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 no. Editing's not my strong not suit. My strong thing. I'm um, on the editorial <laughs> board, but I'm not the editor. <laughs> I deal more with design and content. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to editing, I'm like, I'm hope somebody else is reading this for stuff because I don't. Yeah, no one has been. It's so bad. I think you should add a lot of semicolons. Personally, there's I'm a, a big semicolon fan. There's a lot of LOLs in it. I just feel like we should have a lot of semicolons. Um, if you want to leave a comment or question to be on, uh, to be on the show to be played on the air, hit us up at that guy show at Wise Fools Media. Um, you can also call us at nine eight five. Five zero three oh seven eight six seven. That's nine eight five five zero three seven eight six seven. Nine eight five five zero three seven eight six seven. Seven 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 seven. Um, I'm William. I'm Matt. This is that guy show. What? What am I? What? What? Are you pushing the wrong <laughs> buttons? That's the tech news, dude. What are you doing? I, I was trying to get it to stop, but it just keeps Brand replaying. And I was like, new. what are you doing? What are you doing? Brand new soundboard fail. I'm William. I'm Matt. This is that guy's show. Peace. Peace. On a robbery.